up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I am the one Justin Martindale. I'm glad you're joining us today. First off, I would like to uh, extend a uh, warm welcome to producer John. How are you, buddy? Doing good. (laughs) Just so quick to the point. Just doing good. Um, Actually, I want to give you guys a little... um, advice right now i have partnered up with cozy earth again for the month of october fall is in the air the leaves are crisp ghouls and goblins are running amok so why not stay inside where it's safe and be cozy and right now cozy earth if you go to cozyearth.com and you put in an order you will get 40 percent off your final purchase using promo code 4040 justin j-u-s-t-i-n trust me you will thank me. I am a cozy earth household. I've got the sheets, the duvet, the bath towels. I'm wearing this uh, this long sleeve right uh, shirt right now. Look at these pants! Right on time for gray pants sweatsuit season or sweatpants season, whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, use that promo code 40Justin to get 40% off your final purchase. You will thank me. Your family will thank you. The holidays are coming up. You're welcome. Just saying. Now, let's get into some stuff, shall we? Um, I'm having a good fall. Fall so far is 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 fun. I'm planning some Halloween stuff. I am actually getting into Halloween movies. We actually have Doug Benson joining us next week. He had to reschedule, but he will be here next week, and we are going to be talking about the all-time best horror films ever. Um and that is legit. <laughs> Doug knows movies. Um, but I watched two movies recently that truly hold up. Um, I did see Hocus Pocus 2 finally. Yeah, I watched that. Did you like it? It was different. It was different. You know, it's like 30 years later, they do what they can. I thought it was delightful. People were just so like quick to hate on it. First of all, they look the same. I, I, I like seeing them again. The three actresses, unless you really look closely, they didn't age. They didn't age, but so many people were so nitpicky to pick apart. Like, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker's eye makeup is weird. Kathy and Jimmy's uh, smile is on the other side of her mouth, which Kathy and Jimmy was like, yeah, if you noticed, losers, when Bette Midler slaps me, it makes my mouth move to the other side. Also, she's like, I can't do that anymore. 30 years ago, I could do it. Now I can't. I'm like, go, bitch. Actor's choice. Go for it. I thought it was good. I love the whole, um, uh, the reopening of the storytelling. Like, I'm not going to give anything away, but the end, you're kind of like, we can now extend the canon of the Hocus Pocus world. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I didn't, I don't know, it didn't really vibe with me as much was when they do come back from hell the song was the song at the beginning it was so bad i got so nervous that they turned it into a full-fledged musical because that's one of the the key points of the original film yeah i thought they were gonna say oh that's our that's our cash cow we're gonna put songs everywhere i got so nervous i did too i'm not gonna lie and i love a good halloween song but it was just very like we're back five six seven eight we're back from (laughs) hell the worms have eaten us and we're gonna give them hell you know it was just like what is happening? And then, but I did love when the girls were like, "Who are they singing for?" So it's like, 
if you are an artist or like have sung in a cabaret filled with two people, you know exactly what they're feeling. They're like performing for an audience of two. They were expecting fanfare and, you know, this grandiose entrance. And it was just like two girls in the woods. Um, overall, I thought it was really cute. I thought it was well done. They incorporated a lot of um, the lore of the first Hocus Pocus. I did want more cameos. I kind of wanted like some shout outs. They had the black cat, which I was like, I swear to God, if Thackeray Binks is back. I would love that, though. How did he get turned back into a cat? That would have made me so happy. The only thing missing was um, the eating of a child. They tried. I know, but at least they did it in the first one. They yeah. sucked the life out of Emily. Emily. But this one, it was just kind of like, ah, they didn't even get one? Come on. Because I wanted to see if they'd get like younger CGI or whatever, but no. But overall, I thought it was really, really fun. Then I watched It Follows, which if you haven't seen It Follows, it's an artsier film. Came out like mm, maybe three or four or five years ago. Um, really cool film. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it for the Halloween season. It is very all over the place as far as time. You don't know if it's set in the 80s, the 90s, present day, what location it's in. Uh, the soundtrack is really synthy and it deals with a sex demon. Uh -huh. Yeah. Who knew? So sex demons... Go for it. It follows. It does not disappoint. Really, really cool film. Then last night, I um, reacquainted myself with one of my favorite films called The Mist. Now, Wait, you know The Mist? Original or remake? The original. Did they remake it? With, oh, they turned it into a series. Well, no. They had they had the remake with, uh, with uh, Thomas. That was the remake? The guy who played The Punisher. That's the re. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. That's or are you thinking remake. the fog? Oh, maybe I'm the thinking fog the fog is different from the mist. <laughs> wait, 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 that's a good point. I might be thinking the fog. No, the fog was remade with the kid from Smallville, Tom Welling. Yes. Let me see. The mist is a different type of uh, precipitation. Uh, the mist is a Stephen King uh, uh, novella that is. It still holds up. It's just. It's not necessarily a horror film. It's a psychological, sociological experiment where all these people are put into a grocery store, which is terrifying. Get me out of here. My favorite escape room is a Trader Joe's. And Marsha Gay Harden is like the clown, the clown, the town clown, pretty much. She's kind of like this religious, like you know, profit or whatever, but it just kind of escalates. Like she's just like this, you know, Christian woman in the grocery store. And as the movie progresses, she becomes this crazy, like almost cult leader. And it deals with people like making alliances, trusting one another, like are people turning on each other? And then it also deals with the unknown because you have no idea what is actually in the mist until the end of the film. And to this day, one of the best twists in any movie at the end of The Mist. I'm not going to give anything away, but it is still just like, holy shit. Um, but yes, I highly recommend It Follows and The Mist. Those are two on my uh, Halloween list. So enjoy. You're welcome. On my end, I watched Hubie Halloween and I almost drowned myself in the toilet.
I love Adam Sandler. That movie was trash. What, that came out like last year, right? Or two years ago. I it should have never came. I mean, it was. It should have never existed. It was so bad. It was so bad. Someone lit the black flame candle and manifested that movie. Yeah. Into the stratosphere. God, I I, I haven't even seen if, it. If you, if you know Adam Sandler movies, he tried. He made so many. He he created an Adam Sandler universe where all these references from other movies were in it. But the store, everything else is just the worst. Great. We'll get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He'll be here next week. <laughs> what happened, Adam? Um, but if you thought a grocery store was terrifying, I went to a birthday party this past weekend. <laughs> now, Leslie Jones, I love her to death. She invited me to her, her birthday party, which was over the weekend. It was in downtown. And it was so much fun. She had a live band, which was so phenomenal. Like they played all of the hits, R&B, soul. It was like, you name it. It was so much fun. Um, but then I started looking around and I forgot that people still behave like monsters at parties. For instance, there was a woman. Now, I don't know this woman. But there was, you know, she had, Leslie had food trucks outside. So people were going and getting food and coming inside. I'm sitting on the couch watching the band play. And um, this woman comes in with a plate of food, drunk, and just drops half of her plate onto the floor. Now, this venue is decorated very nicely. It's very minimal, very festive. There's, you know... uh Nice couches, some some decor, vibrant colors. You know, it was a very kind of like Coachella festival kind of vibe party. Drops half of her food on the floor. So I'm watching her and I'm just staring at her because I'm like, I see you. I see you and I know what you did. And she looks around and I'm like, she's going to pick it up. She has to pick it up. And I'm talking like chili fries. Oh, no. Like it wasn't like a potato chip. It was full on like slop. Just all over the floor. She gets a couple napkins. And then just places them on top. And then sits down. And I'm like, oh my God. Who is this Sasquatch? That just came into this party. I'm like, Leslie has spent all this money making it. And you're just going to leave your your chili dump on the floor? She did the bare minimum of basically saying, don't stop. It's like when someone puts a parking cone or like a red, uh, a slippery one wet. She's letting people know, hey, there's stuff under here. Avoid. Mm -hmm. She did the bare minimum. I, no. I, can, I can respect that. No, because it was right underneath the chair to where it could have been hidden, but... There was a mound. Oh, uh, that's not that's not good. And so I'm watching her. And I'm like, she's got to pick that up. She has to pick that up. She didn't. And then I started thinking, oh my god, it'd be gold if she just slips in it and just right on her back in the chili dump. That didn't happen. So what do I do? I get up. <laughs> no. I'm like, Leslie is my friend. <laughs> I will not let her party be disrespected. And I go over to the uh, party staff, which are just sitting around talking about all the guests at the party. 
And I'm like, hi, do you work here? You have to ask if they work here. Because, you know, they were in like black slacks and a black shirt. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, sorry, do you all work here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, there's a woman who just dropped the biggest chili deuce over by her chair. And I, it just needs to be picked up. I just think it's, you know, a little disrespectful. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll be right there. So I sit back down. And Evan looks at me and he goes, oh, I hope it's the biggest broom. <laughs> Like they just bring over like a snow shovel or something that everyone just stops and goes, what's happening? I'm like, Linda back here just squeezed one out. But you know, you know, as soon as you walked away, they said, there's no girl. He dropped some shit on the floor. Oh, the guy comes over with a broom and I like I got giddy. I was like, oh, here it comes. Here, it's, here it comes. <laughs> and she gets up and she's like. Oh, yeah, I dropped that. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're welcome. And the guy like picks it up. Party continues. I let it go. Okay. I did my part. I did my civic duty as a party patron. Then it gets even worse. Then this woman takes off her shoes and she's walking around the venue barefoot. Barefoot. Inside, but it's also outside because that's where the food trucks are. And she's walking around, tracking in downtown LA dirt pavement back into the white uh, venue. So it's like, it looks like it's like a, like a, like a, um, um, what's the space? It's not like an air hanger. It's like a, it's like a rental space. You know what I'm talking about? An event space. Yeah. And it's all white. You know, they have to keep it all like one color, monochromatic, all that stuff. So her dirty like hoof prints are all over now the the space. The warehouse, as we call the it. The warehouse experience. In Brooklyn, it's called a warehouse. Party. It's exactly that. Very Brooklyn vibes. But like, I looked at her and I was like, lady, bring comfortable shoes. If you're going to take your shoes off, don't don't have your like cloven hoof prints all over the warehouse space. So I collected a bunch of candles, made a pentagram on the floor, did a seance, and sent her back to hell. But that was my biggest pet peeves of the night. I was just like, oh my God, dirty feet. <sighs> dirty feet at a party. Come on. Dirty feet anywhere grossed me out. It was also like nine o'clock. Bring a pair of comfortable shoes. If you can't fit in them, just bring a comfortable pair of shoes. Not hard. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Speaking... <laughs> Here's, a, here's no. the thing we have to keep in mind. We're only, I would say, March of last year. We were still in the pandemic. I'm giving a year leeway. This March, I'll be less forgiving about how people behave in public. I feel like people were stuck in the house for two years. I'm giving a little bit more leeway. Yes. Come March, maybe in fe February, game over. Yes. You behave Every like a human or you don't leave. You have a mental health grace period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, after, like a, after a year... Of, once we hit February, you don't leave your house if you can't behave like a civilized member of society. Yes, you have to relearn the rules. Yes. You have to relearn manners. You have to relearn etiquette. You have to relearn just public presence. And some of us have. You went over to the staff. You had them clean it up. Oh, yeah. But she should have done that. Not hard. By next year, she has to be doing that or else she can't leave the house. You heard it first. You have a couple more months until it's Four not more socially acceptable anymore. That's correct. Um... 
I I completely agree with that. That I you know because did you see that video of that the comedian who uh, in New Jersey who had that beer thrown at her? Yeah, she's lucky it was just a beer. It was New Jersey. Yeah, what was it? Uncle Vinny's chuckle. Uncle what? Vinny's comedy club, <laughs> Point Pleasant, New Jersey, dumpster fire. You know they had a big staff meeting the next day. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the place is bring your own beer. Oh, it is? Yeah, I don't well, think they have that a that guy brought his own beer <laughs> and threw it at her. I'm like, Jesus, is this what we're at? Learn manners. <sighs> okay. You know who had great manners? Who we just re- uh, figured out she just died this afternoon was Angela Lansbury, which I'm really, really sad. I mean, Dame Angela Lansbury. I'm sorry. Get it right. She was an Oscar winner. Uh, she played Mame. Uh, she played Gypsy. She played uh, that scary lady from Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Huge theater background, loved by many. Hello, Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. R.I.P. Another one gone. These old broads, man, are just dropping. And I even thought to myself, John, for a second, I said, "Oh God, I hope Betty White's okay." And then I went, "Oh wait, oh God, I like forgot." Yeah. I was like, so we have Betty White, Queen Elizabeth. I mean, I wouldn't put those two together. I would. Okay. This is the same person. Angela Lansbury, RIP. It's really, really sad. Sad day. But it's nice to see natural causes doing its job. Like, it, I hate all these people dying from other things. No, they said that she didn't die from old age. They said it was gang violence. Oh, no. Not I know. Uh. I know. That's what's sad. Taylor's oldest time. No, RIP, she will definitely be missed. Um, I did get a little teary-eyed before uh, this podcast because I was thinking of um, that moment in Beauty and the Beast when, you know, Chips being a perv and watching Belle and Beast, like, almost bone down in the in the snow. And she's like, off to the cupboard now, Chip. And I was like, ugh. Off to the cupboard now. It just sounds like off to heaven. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Off to the cupboard now, Chip. Oh, off to the cupboard now, Angela Lansbury. You will be missed dearly, dearly, dearly. But she was a gay icon and we give her that. She was an ally. And today is National Coming Out Day. And um, I think that now is the time. That I live my truth. Um, I'm straight. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> there, I said it. God, I feel free. I can finally be myself. I love um, women. I love courting them, <laughs> romancing them, and then... Um, all that follows along with that. Dude, bro, bra stuff. No, it is National Coming Out Day, and I thought I would share my coming out story because I think it's... I was. I think about it now, and I, and I had this conversation with my mom not too long ago, and 
we talked about it and I was a little underwhelmed by it because a lot of a lot of the coming out stories now, you know, were like five year olds and they're like, I'm gay. And it's like, how do you how do you know? And they just do. There's no struggle. They don't have to take, a, you know, a Mormon girl to prom. But mine was pretty good. I remember I made a I came out in school before I came out to my parents. So like I kind of got caught with a dude by my roommate and it was like, wow. So how and, old were you? Sorry. Huh? How old were you? I was 19. I was doing a very heterosexual production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. I could imagine. <laughs> I played Oberon, the king of the fairies. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> I loved women. I loved crushing puss. <laughs> so that summer, same summer as Woodstock, um, there was a whole bunch of us and we were all kind of like living in this house and there was this guy and he was like, he was bi, which was still like dangerous, you know? So I was like, oh, if I'm going to like hook up with anybody, it's going to be the bi dude, whatever. And so we like hooked up. My roommate walked in, went and told everybody. I was like, great, thanks. Mind you, my girlfriend at the time, right? <laughs> Who also was doing my makeup for Midsummer. That was an interesting conversation. Um... We didn't bring it up. We never broke up to this day. I guess we're still technically dating. I hope she's somewhere out there happy. But um, sorry. <laughs> um, and it got to the point where the rumor mill started circulating and everyone was like, did you hear about Justin? Did you hear about Justin? Did you hear about Justin? And it got to the point where there was a travel program abroad. Like they do, you know, like summer trips to like the UK or whatever where a friend of mine had got a postcard from Stonehenge and on the postcard was like, did you hear about Justin? Is it true? So this shit makes it all the way to Stonehenge. Like one of the wonders of the world. You went viral. I know. It was kind of iconic. I was like, wow. And so I went into this like school phase of like, I'm bi, I'm straight, I'm bi, I'm straight. I don't know anymore. And I gave up and finally I was just like, I'm gay. But I hadn't told my parents yet. And I told my parents on my 21st birthday that I was going to like come out to them. And I already told them how and where. I told myself it's going to be over margaritas because I think alcohol will help. And I'm going to go have fajitas at my favorite Mexican restaurant, Papacitos in San Antonio. So... It ended up just being my mom and my sister. My brothers were still like in in like grade school. They can't be bothered. So here's where it kind of gets like hot. We're at the table, right? And this the the waiter comes over and he's like like a hot early two thousands like jock kind of a guy. And he's like, Hey, what's up? Uh, you guys doing okay? Can I get you guys some margaritas or anything? And I'm like, Yes. Cause I knew what was happening. And so the guy gets my mom's order, gets my sister's order. Then he's like, and for you and like, gives me this weird smirk. And I was like, um, I'll just have a margarita mom's pan, top shelf, Cadillac salt rim. <laughs> so then he walks away and my sister looks at me and she goes, I think that waiter was flirting with you. And I was like, really? What? 
<laughs> what do you mean? Seriously? And she's like, yeah. And then my mom looks at me and she's like, are you gay? And I was like, mother. And I think that should have been the like, that's the answer. But no, she's like, are you? And I was like, what? Can we get more salsa? <clears throat> no? Great. So finally, I was just like, yes, I'm gay. And then my sister starts breaking down and crying at the table. And I'm like, stop it. Like, you're that girl. Like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I wanted to be an aunt. And I'm like, great. Make this about you. Way to take away my fucking thunder. Now she's a mom of four. So she's got all the kids she wants. So that was it. That was my coming out story. And I was just kind of like, uh. Then my, like, then my dad knew about it and he didn't talk about it. He was just like, oh, 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 oh feelings. And then I couldn't tell my brothers because they were in high school and it was in that weird period, like in the early 2000s where everything was gay. Yeah. Do you remember that? Where it's like, that's so fucking gay. That's gay. Yeah. Like it was derogatory and like I had to be like, stop saying that. It's so stupid. Do remember when Hillary Duff had that commercial and she's like, stop saying gay. <laughs> and I'm like, when Hillary Duff gets pissed off, like, you know, it's like legit. Do your brothers know now? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> God, that would be weird. <laughs> No, my brothers are like the coolest about it. Like, they're great. What if they're like, what? Yeah, this podcast, they're like, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, so happy National Coming Out Day. If you did come out this year, congratulations. Um, we need more people in the seats at Bros. <laughs> but also, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So I hope that... Uh, if you are listening to me for the first time and you're like, oh, this guy is fun. It's like, it's, it's okay. I'm an ally. I'm here for you. Um, unless you are Britney Spears. Now I love Britney Spears. Hold on. Let me clarify. I already said last week I unfollowed her, which is a huge deal. And then I posted, did I tell you, did you see the, my video that I did with Britney Spears? Where I was like my family on vacation and we see Britney Spears on the beach, like holding her tits. Yeah. Did you see the like TikTok I made or whatever? So that got flagged no. for like being inappropriate. Meanwhile, she's putting her beach cooter up there freely and it is okay. No one takes it down. And then I do like a, a, um, like a split screen with it and everyone's like, oh my God, a stitch as they call it. And it got flagged. So I was kind of bummed about that. Now, the reason I'm bringing up this is because... I just think it, we're at this point now where people are just trying to find ways to um, make her look bad. And I don't think she's bad. I just think she needs help. And I think she needs to like get off social media, you know, and live her life. I, I think it's just we're at a point now where people's. People's mental health is showing on social media, you know, and I have several that I'm going to talk about today. But this one claims from page six that Britney Spears mom, Lynn, hit her so hard for partying until 4 a.m. That's that's the tag. That's the caption. So Britney Spears alleges that her mother, Lynn Spears, once slapped her so hard for staying out too late while she took care of the singer's two sons. The first time I ever got slapped was the one night Paris Hilton and Lindsay dropped me off at my beach house with my babies, the singer 40 claimed in a since-deleted Instagram post. My mother was watching Jaden Preston. Yes, I partied till like 4 a.m. and my mother was pissed. 
I walked in, she looked at me and hit me so hard that I will never forget it. The singer further alleged that the incident happened after Kevin Federline, with whom she shares the kids with, left her. The Grammy winner concluded her post, which featured a clip of J-Lo, uh-oh, and Jane Fonda and Monster-in-Law, great film, by saying she will never know what hitting someone across the face feels like, urging her fans to stay classy. Oh, she's telling her fans to stay classy? Hey, y'all, I'm on the beach. Look at my butthole. It's okay. I put a little pink heart emoji in it. Wink, wink. So this is the iconic picture. I mean, this is the uh, the three horsemen of the apocalypse in my my view. But yes, I love that everyone's like, oh my God, Lynn hit her. I say, go Lynn. <laughs> if you have to babysit two kids... And your daughter comes home shit-faced and God knows what else at 4 a.m. in the morning. Slap the shit out of your daughter. <laughs> and I get it. It's like, oh, my God, no. But I'm like, I'm from the South. So is Britney Spears. And that's what happened. I'm from the North. I mean, I'm from New York. That's what happens. You got if you, if you fucked up that bad, especially if you're a mom with two kids and your mom is babysitting and you're like, I'm sure she said, Mama, I'm going to come home. I'm going to go to like Ledoux with Paris and Lindsay, which I'm sure the mom was like, great. This is going to end well. Yeah. What's going to go wrong there? And then they're going to drop me back off in Malibu around like 11. We're not going to stay out that late. You know, we're just going to go have some um, some Cheetos and Mountain Dew. That's what it probably was. Like we had curfews. But if you were going to miss curfew or things were changing, we just had to call our parents and let them know. Mm -hmm. I assume she was going to be home by 10 and her mother didn't hear from her till 4 a.m. She was going to be gone. She wanted to come home at 10. That's when the party starts. Well, that's what curfew typically was at that. Yeah. Age. So my mom will slap me so hard. And you know what? I'm going to say my mom would slap me, too. That's entitlement right there. She didn't think she could be slapped. I am not like for abuse i am not abuse <laughs> not abuse i'm not pro abuse i'm pro if your kid is acting up in a public environment you show him why you don't do that because a you know she didn't show up sober yeah she showed up at 4 a.m probably sniffling and like grinding her teeth maybe barefoot she's notorious for that and I think her mom said, oh, hell no, and slapped the shit out of her. Plus, she's had her daughter, like, you know, her whole career. Granted, the whole conservatorship thing was awful. I'm not saying that's what led to the conservatorship. But, I mean, you know, when you're a teen pop star on top of the world and you're allowed to do whatever you want, like, you know, you got to step in and be the mom every now and then. But I just love how they were like, Lynn Spears slapped her daughter. It's like, well, good for Lynn. I say go for it. You know, I think I think a lot of parents are lacking discipline with their kids. And uh, who knows? It could have given her another song. Hit me, mommy, one more time. Like, <laughs> just saying it could have it could have been huge. And there's different types of discipline. I am not a parent. I don't know. I, I have no say on this, really. I'm just going by, like, how I grew up and stuff. There's that video I was telling you about, about the um, the woman in Mississippi who 
It went viral. She ended up getting fired, but she put on like a Halloween mask and she was running around the classroom just scaring the shit out of these kids to the point where they're like screaming and crying. But she doesn't stop. Like at first you're like, oh, that's funny. You know, you're scaring a kid, whatever. And it's a ghoulish mask. It's Halloween. But then she like seriously just goes around the entire room doing it to each and every kid. And that's where I'm like, okay, that's that's too much. That's abuse. I love spooking a kid. You know, you just pop out of a bush, ah! you know, and they're like, ah! like, <laughs> got to toughen them up, toughen these kids up. But I just thought this was kind of funny because it's like, wow, breaking news. Britney Spears was slapped. Here's breaking news. Uh, wait, hold on. I'm going to go back because National Coming Out Day is today. Everyone's talking about what do you think about Madonna? Of course, because here we are. Madonna, uh, who is full chupacabra at this point. Whew. I don't know what to think. Um, she gets on TikTok. There's a social media trend where someone has like an old pair of granny panties and they say, if I make it in the wastebasket, I'm straight. Or if I miss, I'm gay. And she misses and she's like, well, I'm gay. <laughs> this poor woman is just reaching, reaching. And again, that's one that I'm like, oh. We got to worry about her now. So congratulations, Madonna, for coming out of the closet. You're so brave. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, my God. I, uh, no, she's not. She's not gay. And and I want to say you're gay baiting. No, thanks, Madonna. I don't. I, any, yeah. Uh-uh. But we have uh, this is the story that everyone was kind of talking about. Kanye West has been banned from Twitter. Because of using anti-Semitic rhetoric. Um, he went on saying, everyone's been talking about it. I don't want to give this too much coverage because I feel like everyone kind of knows already. Um, that he woke up and was just like, Jews! <laughs> uh, he called it DeathCon 3. Instead what of, is that? I don't know what that means. It's a moron's version of DeathCon, which is what the military uses. Uh -huh. For violent attacks, uh, he said DEFCON, and he uh -huh. basically said the Jews run the industry and they're holding me back. And it's like, no, I think this shit is holding you back. It's It's been a lot. Something you don't say first thing in the morning. Yeah. Or ever. Ever is pretty much the, 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 the normal policy. Yeah. But yeah, that shouldn't be your first tweet of the day. God. Start with idiot. a good morning, then go attacking my people. I just, I mean, at this point, it's like, you got, you, you got to go to timeout. I, be, I guess Elon Musk had a conversation with him today. That would have been really interesting. But yeah, I mean, he's just been going off on the rails of like, he's wearing the White Lives Matter shirts with Candace Owens. It's just kind of like, it's, um, Justin Bieber said he's no longer friends with him. No. I know. When Justin Bieber's no longer friends with you, I mean... You fucked up. That's like Jeffrey Dahmer going, I, I, I don't think we could be friends. This is weird. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, like Jeffrey Dahmer being like, I'm vegan now. <laughs> Are you, buddy? Are you? No, this is, this is faux heart. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, he's been, he's been blocked from social media. Um, 
Sponsors are cutting ties with him yet again. But this was the story that I found that I don't think is getting much coverage. And the headline reads, Kanye West shows porn video to shocked Adidas execs during a business meeting. That's right. In a bizarre business move, Kanye West played a pornographic film for shocked Adidas executives during a recent meeting. The five-man gathering was filmed and included in a 30-minute YouTube video titled Last Week, which was uploaded on Sunday. Fish Island's footage of the get-together showed West and two of his representatives sitting with two Adidas execs on black stools set up in a semicircle inside an empty room. Everyone's faces were blurred out except for Kanye's. The meeting began with the rapper-turned-designer, 45, holding his phone horizontally in front of the businessmen while a video played. After several seconds, one of the men asked, Is this porn? (laughs) To (laughs) To which Kanye said, Yeah. (laughs) How embarrassing to not like to have to ask that. (laughs) It's some it's probably some guy with like a family. He probably doesn't know. I don't know. Maybe there's one guy out there who doesn't know what porn looks like. What kind of porn do you think it was? But but Kanye's just like, yeah, it's it's porn. And the and then to which the guy replies, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Which then Kanye replied, yes. Uh, Kanye showed a pornographic video to Adidas executives during a recent business meeting. Despite their discomfort, the Yeezy founder continued to hold his phone close to their faces. Come on, man. Come on. One of the guys finally said as he moved West's arm and phone away from him. The apparent point of the X-rated film was to draw a parallel between its plot and Kanye's business dealings with the activewear company, which handles the manufacturing and distribution for his billion-dollar Yeezy brand. That must have been stuck porn then. Seriously? What do you think it was? It was definitely stuck porn. Are you saying snuff? Stuck. Did you ever see stuck porn? Shock? Stuck. S-T-U-C-K. What is that? That's like when a girl who clearly has a lot of space. Oh yeah, in I know. I'm straight. Yeah. I told you at the beginning yeah, of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, stuck what is that? Porn. I have no clue. Stuck porn is when uh, <laughs> basically a girl gets stuck in an area. It could be under a bed. It could be in a washing machine, and then a guy just comes from behind and 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 does the business. And in a washing machine. That's why it's so funny because she clearly is not stuck. She's not even try like she's clearly a skinny girl in a giant washing machine bent over. Oh no, I can't get out. And then all of a sudden the guy comes to help her get out and uh it, yeah. I have to imagine Kanye was just exposed to stuck porn and just uh brought it to Adidas. What other porn could it have been? Fucking straight people. I swear <laughs> to god. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see if you ever have a chance. It doesn't to lo- sound funny at all. First of all, you said rape, which is like <laughs> it's it's God. obviously the only reason you're okay with it is because you know it was like that's what they're doing. That it's consensual. But you the, know why he likes this because Kim probably got her ass stuck in the washing machine all absolutely. the time. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a chance to watch stuck porn, I'm not going to have a chance to watch stuck porn. It's kind of hilarious. Siri, remind me to check out stuck porn. <laughs> I All hope, day, please. please Thank co- you. Please comment and DM Justin, because I know your listeners have heard of it and have seen it before. Send him your favorite ones. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love John's giving the listeners an assignment. 
He's like, listeners of Just Saying, send us your best stuck porn. God, that sounds awful. But also, this sounds like I'm trying to incorporate. So, active wear and porn. It doesn't make sense. He just clearly wanted to show them, like, look what's on my phone. Now, I have had, I'm going to tell you guys a horrifying experience that I had. It was not stuck porn. I didn't get stuck in like a like a uh, a a pantry or anything like that. I got stuck in a closet for a while, but got out of that one. One time, okay, I got my first iPad, right? I get my iPad. It was like a free thing. They're like, "Oh, you've been a, a, a I was a, I was with Verizon at the time." And they were like, "You get a free iPad." And I was like, "Cool. I can watch porn on this now." So I had my porn pad and I had an audition and I took my pad, my porn pad with me thinking it was my regular pad. I go into the audition, something in my bag hits play Oh no! and you hear, oh yeah, that's right. I want it. You know me. Come on, give it to me. And I was like, oh my God. And like, it was so loud and aggressive that I immediately just ran out of the room and there was people in the room room and they all looked up and I was like, ah. and I walked back in thinking, Oh, I can play this off so easily. And I walked in and I was like, <laughs> my friends, they send me some crazy videos sometimes. <laughs> and they all looked at me like, uh-huh. Oh my God. Mortifying. I couldn't even imagine. I, I, I don't even want people to see I could like if I went up to you, like say we're out on the lot, I'm like, hey John, look at this porn I found. You'd be like, Justin, no. Wait, is that stuck porn? <laughs> yeah, have you heard of it? Uh so anyways, I think that's like I couldn't even imagine like you you're having this big meeting with execs and you're like, real quick, I gotta show you this video of uh, you know, uh Give me a porn category. Stepmom. Stepmom and... Stepson. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what stepmom porn is. (laughs) God. And I think the execs would be like, okay, it's time for you to go. It just goes to show you that, like, with Kanye, they're like, oh, Kanye. But I think at this point, they're like, Jesus Christ, get out. He was already on thin ice. I don't know why he thought this was the move. I don't think he thinks. Yeah, it's pretty. He's not bad. thinking. He's just kind of like he is wet spaghetti at this point. <laughs> What's up, Just Sayers? Want to do a quick shout out to this week's sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and yes, affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Subscribe to HelloFresh and check save money off your fall to-do list. HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping too. HelloFresh works with your ever-changing schedule. Plans are flexible and you can choose your meals for the week, update your preferences, or change your delivery day all in the HelloFresh app. I gotta tell you, I love this app because my schedule is always changing, so I make sure to like look at my calendar, see when I'm gonna be in town, and make sure I get those deliveries 
on time and when I need them. And you guys, it's cooking for the whole family. It gets everybody involved and the meals are delicious. Don't even get me started on the pork flautas. Ah! So go to HelloFresh.com slash Just65 and use code Just65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Just65 and use code Just65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Hello, Fresh! Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Um, here's a little fun fact for all you new gays on National Coming Out Day. Lil Nas X wants his fans to stop doing poppers at his shows. You know what? It takes a village, and Lil Nas X <laughs> is going to be the mayor of that village. Lil Nas X recently made headlines for asking his fans to stop doing poppers during his shows on the Long Live Montero tour. However, he now wants to clarify... <laughs> He wants to clarify that his request was specific to poppers, not everything else. I said stop doing poppers because you asshole don't need to be open while I sing my depression album. <laughs> if y'all want to do weed, molly, shrooms, paint, gasoline, etc., knock yourselves TF out. The fuck out. Now, John, do you know what poppers are? Sure do. You do? Yeah. Of How? Course. From every movie uh, about the 70s, from the, the, uh, the um, Queen movie, from every movie that involved a gay character that took place in the 70s. Yeah. It's really kind of basic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, but some people don't. So poppers are video head cleaner. Um. Which, like, back in the day, I guess you could clean a VCR. Uh, a VCR was a contraption that you could actually watch a movie cassette tape on. Um, but, like, when it would get dusty, you would use this video head cleaner to go in there and clean it out. And it was, like, alcohol-based, whatever. Now, it is a... What are they called? A uh, inhalant? No. Huffing. Huffing. Yeah. It's like a huffing uh, drug. So you like put it up to your nose, you huff it, and it just sends like a big rush to your head. And apparently you're, it's a muscle relaxant. It's a relaxant. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just getting, it's like a real euphoric kind of, and it lasts for like maybe a minute. 
And it also helps with sex. So it kind of like, like what Lil Nas X said in that statement. So then, um, that's what I think is very kind of interesting. He's like, don't huff. However, do, do huff paint. Don't do poppers. Do Molly. Do all this other stuff. And then somebody chimed in with him, with them saying, so you're telling your fans to not do drugs, but also telling them to do drugs? So... Of course, in Lil Nas X fashion, he goes in to troll his fans because that's what he does. And the media with statements like these over time, he's proven himself to be a PR genius when it comes to promoting his artistic projects and business endeavors. Nas X thinks it's weird for you to be getting horny as he sings Sun Goes Down, but it seems like he's not discouraging his audience from still getting it and getting lit at his shows. Um, I don't know. Like, that doesn't sound good to me i don't know what what doing poppers at a show would be like but there's a negative connotation with poppers being the drug that you take before gay sex and i think with the stories about monkeypox and all that other sh- and the Dahmer stuff, the way that Dahmer. Oh, you're like, saying it associates it with yeah, yeah, yeah. with monkeypox and everything. Well, I, I think I think he just because uh, it's a sexual yeah sexual drug. Yeah, so I, I think he just doesn't want people fucking or getting off at his show. Well, he I, tells people to to do gasoline. So I mean, <laughs> he, he's okay with them lighting on fire. He just doesn't want them fucking. <laughs> Please don't have sex during my show. Do Molly, which is what ecstasy? Just as bad. It's a but negative. Like conno- it's a negative connotation with poppers. I mean, it, it's not good. But I mean, there's they no. They all reason. put holes in your brain. Yeah. Oh my god! One of my favorite true lifes ever. True life. I'm addicted to ecstasy. Do you remember they did that cat scan of that woman and her her brain was like Swiss cheese? <laughs> oh, so good. She was like, I was taking like forty pills of Molly a day, and like it just your brain is just like. Please stop. Yeah, I I imagine I haven't read the tweet, but I imagine a lot of the comments were, hey, asshole, this is probably the least problematic thing on your list right there. It is kind of weird because I do as a gay rapper, you would think he'd be like more poppers at my shows, Eh. which a lot of straight people are getting into poppers now. Can we have nothing? You know who's done a lot of poppers, paint, and gasoline, and Molly? Tara Reid. Allegedly, we will not be sued for that. What? Accusing her of doing gasoline? I'm not accusing her. Just saying that she did openly? We That's alleged. That's hearsay. As no. Heather would say. All hearsay. you gotta do is say, allegedly. There we go. Allegedly. And if you haven't heard the Jenny McCarthy, Tara Reid interview... When uh, Jenny had her Sirius XM show, just Google it. It's epic. Like Tara and Jenny just going at each other at like 5 a.m. on the radio. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So I had to send this story to John because lately Tara Reed has been popping up in my Instagram. Um, Much like the girl from the movie The Ring, after you see the film, the phone rings, and it's like, seven days. Now, we haven't heard a lot from Tara Reid in a while, and all of a sudden, seven days is now, and Tara Reid is back, and she's on TikTok. A lot of people are worried. There is a hashtag called What's Wrong with Tara Reid, which I think is very extreme. First of all, I'd like to know that Tara Reid is okay. I hope she's okay. But 
she has been seen lately in these videos where she's singing Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles, Heaven is a Place on Earth. She recently is collaborating with this guy from a UK band called Jedward, which I believe this was a set of twins on the X Factor UK, like way back in the day. So one twin, which could be a porn category, John Tara Reed and one twin. And she's singing these videos and they're very cryptic and lucid. So Oh, his name is John Grimes, uh, and they took part. Uh, oh, yes, he was in Celebrity Big Brother, and Tara Reid are like joining forces. So they're performing cover versions to her social media that fans are going crazy for. The two posted a uh, video of them seeing Wonderwall by Oasis. Um, but it's also kind of hypnotic because A, she doesn't know A, where she is, and B, <laughs> doesn't know the words. And like she'll just stare into the camera and she'll be like, never let anybody take away your light from your eyes. Never. (laughs) And you're just like, what is going on? And then there's a video of this guy and her who looks like um, he looks like a like a uh, Bob's big boy bleached his hair. (laughs) <laughs> but there's a video of them in a garage, just some garage, I'm sure, off Lancashire. And they're in this garage singing Toxic. And she didn't even know the words to Toxic. She's like, eh, toxic. just watch it. I don't know exactly what it is, but she's also, I'm glad to see her back on social media. Plus, she was like, hey, guys, it's me, Tara Reed. Do you guys want to see... A Josie and the Pussycat sequel? <laughs> Comment below. We're really excited. Like it's already been made. <laughs> but also I was like, no, I don't want to see a Josie and the Pussycat. Wait a minute. Maybe I do want to see a Josie and the Pussycat sequel. I would love to see Tara Reed now on drums. It reminds me of Pauly Shore going around, you want to see a Biodome sequel, bro? And it's like, half of the leads don't believe in science. No. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? Hashtag not my Biodome. (laughs) I'm not doing nothing with no Biosphere. (laughs) I'm straight as like, I'm not Biosphere. I'm Heterosphere. God. So just check it out. I want to know what you guys think because I am I am just as enthralled and amazed and shocked as everyone else. Um but also, yeah, oh god, I could just go on and on and on. I hope she's okay. People are concerned, but this is where we are now. People are just getting on social media and being like it gives me very um uh Anna Nicole Smith at that uh what was that? Was that the movie awards? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was the video music awards or the VH1. Ah, I love how my watch is like, I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> it was like, what was that? I think it was it was the MTV movie awards. I think so. Or yes, yeah, the VMAs or something like that, where she came out and she was like all gacked out on um, uh, uh, Trim Spa. Trim Spa, baby. And she's walking out. She's like, you, you like my body. And everyone was like, oh my God. 
So get into that. If Tara Reid's TikTok isn't a sign of the end days, you know what is? Earthquakes. Now, here in L.A., we get an earthquake probably every minute. We just don't feel them all. And everyone's like, ah, oh, it's earthquake weather, which is not a thing. It's cloudy. It's earthquake weather. Up. Oh, know what it feels like? Earthquake weather. Now, this is a story I love because I have seen many of these stories over the past couple of years. You know when it's like some weird, gnarly creature just washes on shore? We'll call her Tara Reed. <laughs> and people are like, what is that? And they're like, why, that's the girl from American Pie. No, that's not. It's a fish from hell. Now... We all know if you've seen a David Attenborough documentary where they do the ocean, they'll do the shores, they'll do an episode of like the deep ocean, and then they'll do one of the abyss, like the shit we're not supposed to see because it will keep us up forever. You know what I'm talking about? Those fish with like sharp teeth, they glow, they like they're translucent, they haven't like, like, like salamanders in caves with like clear eyes and full hearts can't lose <laughs> so okay so this fish washes up on the shore and let me just read the headline real quick because it's very it's, it goes from zero to like holy god dramatic really quick earthquake looms as anglers land doomsday fish we're all gonna die now this fish washes ashore, um, it, uh, and it starts off with, the great white shark is the only harbinger of aquatic doom. Fishermen in Mexico are going viral after landing an elusive denizen of the deep that's rumored to be a sign of impending earthquakes. A, vi a video of the alleged oceanic bad omen, Santos Dominus, currently boasts more than 200,000 views on Twitter as viewers worry about a possible seismic catastrophe. The oarfish, O-A-R, fish, which is the world's largest bony fish, capable of growing to 56 feet long, nope, kill it with fire, was <laughs> landed last month off the coast of Sinaloa, Mexico, um, accompanying footage shows the silvery critter, which boasts a fiery orange head tassel and dorsal fin tri uh, tra traversing its entire long body, gasping and falling about in the bed of a pickup truck as its captors laugh. And that's it? That just looks like Jeff Garland. Oh, shit. Ooh, yeah, no, no, that no, that's demonic. That's Satan. Viewers were amazed that they managed to catch the serpentine beast, which is seldom seen as it, it resides at depths of between 656 and 3200 feet below the ocean surface. However, many commented that the oarfish sighting meant that an earthquake was on the horizon. Earthquake is coming, declared one doomsayer, while another one wrote, we are all going to die. You don't have to believe me, but in Chile, that fish is a sign of a bad omen, said one armchair apocalypticist. <laughs> wow. Why don't they return it to the water? The poor animal is struggling to breathe, <laughs> asked a concerned citizen. 
Then they complain when they have a huge earthquake. So we have people who are for the apocalypse and people who are against the apocalypse. The seismic superstition is based on Japanese mythology in which oarfish are seen as symbols of earthquakes and other catastrophes. According to Japanese lore, the slender plankton eater will purposely rise to the surface and beach themselves whenever they believe trouble is on the way. I don't know what this oarfish is talking about. Everything seems to be fine in the world right now. These fears were exacerbated during the 2011 Fukushima earthquake and tsunami as dozens of the pelagic beasts. What is this? What is this? The Saurus they are throwing at me uh, had washed ashore in the two years leading up to the catastrophe. Experts have since sought to dispel the myth. The link to reports of seismic activity goes back many, many years, but there's no scientific evidence of a connection. So I don't think people need to worry. Um, I believe these fish tend to rise to the surface when their physical condition is poor, rising on water currents, which is why they are so often dead when they are found. This was a Japanese scientist. I don't know. What do you think? I think we have a lot of shit trying to kill us at some point. <laughs> I love how I started this with the mist. Well, no, I mean, it started episodes ago with the, with the demonic rock that broke open. I mean, it, let's it, blame it. Blame it on the rock, 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 rock. <laughs> yeah, this is not going in a great direction. But have you seen those videos where, like, people are, like, walking on the ocean and there's, like, this giant thing that no one's seen before? And they're like, what's that? And there's always that one dude who's like, I don't know, but I'm going to poke it with a stick. And you're like, stop it. What are you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is what I think. I think, like, there's... Underwater volcanic activity, there's seismic shifts in the plates, whatnot. And sometimes, yes, if there's a seismic shift, it'll create a current and it'll blow up whatever, you know, monstrosities below the surface. And then the pressure adjustment is too much for them that it kills them. And then they wash up on the shore. I mean... There have been tentacled, like, gigantic squid monsters that have washed up on the shore. There have been, like, huge-ass, like, like big-ass fish with teeth. Um, Steven Seagal washed up on shore once. He did. He does karate now as a, as a, as a sheriff. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And Tara Reid was like, don't let the light go away from your eyes ever. Oh, Okay, back to the future. One of my favorite films, one of my favorite trilogies of all time. I love Back to the Future. It made me fall in love with Leah Thompson. It made me fall in love with Christopher Lloyd, who went on to play Judge Doom in Roger Rabbit, one of the scariest villains of all time. Uh, and just an amazing actor from Clue. The list goes on and on. They, uh, Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox had this reunion at New York Comic-Con over the weekend. And I have to tell you, I cried like a baby. I did. Because it made me want to get a time machine, a DeLorean, and want to go back in time. Because... Whew. Getting old sucks. 
Where would you go? Huh? Where would you go if you had a time machine? Ooh. Anytime? I mean, anytime. Yeah, I guess. I would probably go to France in the 1700s. Okay, not my first guess. What would <laughs> What were you going to guess? I I don't know. I would have guessed to when they were probably going to crack open that demonic rock and stopped it. <laughs> oh no. No, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that. Where would you go? Ooh, uh probably back to to junior high. I would have fixed some shit. To the 90s? To the 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s. So just a, just a hop and a skip and a jump. Yeah, I would have... I'm war- like 1700s friend. Yeah, I would have war- warned people about the iPhone. Uh, Possibly created it. No, I think I would do... I would be like one of those like aristocratic like page boys. Well, I, I always think about going back in time as in you're eventually going to come back to the present. So what do you want to change, fix, or alter... To make the present better, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go anywhere and be stuck there as me. Like I don't want to go back to junior high looking like thirty-six-year-old me right now. Right, I see. With yeah, I, I would go back just to like to like French, the French Restoration era, like before everyone got their heads cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Before, yeah. like I want to go hang out with like Marie Antoinette before, before it became like, she fun. got her head cut off because yeah. I don't want to be involved with that. Before it was fun. I just want to, yeah, I just want to be like, oh, cupcakes, oh my god, these are the best, you know, like. <laughs> but like, but like, yes, that whole like just like powdered white wigs and just like, like I would love that. I think that would be kind of amazing. But see, I'd also want to go back to the Salem witch trials just to call those bitches out, be like, y'all are all full of shit. I saw Goody Martin Hill with the devil. No, you did not. You yeah. did not. I was dancing naked because I made some really kick-ass moonshine. <laughs> that would have been Relax, fun. Abigail. Yeah. That but yeah, I'd want to go like see... Mm, and I'd probably like go back... I would probably go back to the 50s just to see like the beginning of like rock and roll and like poodle skirts and all that kind of stuff yeah that's fair yeah 1955 but no yes so back to the future fans were brought to tears on social media after videos from new york comic-con went viral for capturing the emotional reunion between michael j fox and christopher lloyd the duo appeared to be visibly moved when they took the stage to a huge applause from the crowd with fox emotionally hugging lloyd and lloyd putting his armor on fox one video of the reunion has earned over 7 million views on Twitter. Someone said, watching Michael J. Fox hug Christopher Lloyd like this is so beautiful. I think it's safe to say that today belongs to Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd as it should. It's a beautiful moment in time. Fox joined Back to the Future after production was already underway with Lloyd having film scenes with the original Marty McFly. Did you know this? Eric Stoltz was the original Marty McFly? I heard that. Yeah. Like really a fun weird. fact. Um. Zemeckis came to realize that Stoltz wasn't right for the part, so Fox was cast in the production had to reshoot the scenes. Um, now, Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's. Yep. And, I mean, it's just vis- visibly just taking over his body. And Which, surprisingly, from what I saw in the video, it wasn't a long video, it didn't look as bad. It looks like they're 
the treatments are like there are treatments that make it he reduce. looks aware he's yeah. just having that like control of his yeah. his muscles but it, as... it used to be so much worse i think there are right. treatments now that are fixing it a little bit but like what we were saying christopher lloyd my god like i thought he was on his way out like a couple years ago he looks fantastic yeah he he looks he looks like he did in camp nowhere that's where that's that's where i know him from camp and, nowhere angels in the outfield yes yes but just... he, he looks great he looks fantastic, and like it's just such a nostalgic moment where you're just like, oh my god! It's like I remember Back to the. Do you have a favorite Back to the Future? Uh, I wasn't a huge Back to the Future guy. I just bought the Lego set, but I like the first one. Yeah, I like the second one. Really, I the, thir- love the third it. one, I I wouldn't even consider that part of the. I uh... well, the third one was like Wild West. Yeah, it was weird. Give it a couple years. They're gonna make another one. I'm sure they're gonna like reboot it. I'm sure it's already in the works. Whatever. You can do that with that kind of film. Yeah, they can. They did it with Ghostbusters. Oh, you go so... to 3000, everyone's wearing Balenciaga and those weird Kim Kardashian sunglasses. Everyone's in neutral tones. Climate change still isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just looks like a Kardashian in like nude clothes. And these kids Or have... maybe they're just nude. These kids have to go back in time and fix it. But I did love that it was like Marty, we got to go to the year 2015. And you like go to 2015 and you're like, we got to 2015 and we're like, what? <laughs> this still sucks. It's also amazing that this Back to the Future to me set the precedent for what time travel is. Like now you look at the Marvel movies and they created these rules that actually make sense in science. Mm-hmm. But Back to the Future, there was actually, it, it, it because it was the first real introduction to a storyline like that you thought that you could go back in time i just did it now you can change something in the past and it just trickles down to the present which is not the case in like the way scientists look at it that would be impossible so it like set the premise for Are you a time traveler expert now no i watched the avengers endgame this weekend so they say so back to the future says if you go back in time and you and you like say if you know uh Someone's about to get hit by a car and you push that person out like that does that will alter. Yeah. The event. So like if if you go you go back and your mom and dad were supposed to meet and your mom meets someone else and they get married and have a kid, you would disappear from the future because you weren't created where that's not the truth, because the past becomes your present and the present that you were just in became the past it's very scientific. There are actually people studying this. It's not just Avengers movies, but this... oh yeah, they're they're taking classes at the Taylor Swift uh, uh, <laughs> course at uh, University of Texas Austin. Yeah. yeah, my point being, this movie set the idea of what time travel was, even though it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, but you know what we got out of it? We got an amazing ride at Universal Studios. Yes, and um, if you are into like VR or like the Oculus, if you have one of those, you can do the back to the future ride from your Oculus, which is way fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And it was also like at the universal lot, like there's the clock tower. It's just such a, it's such an iconic trilogy and it's just so amazing to see these guys like, uh, still have each other because like everyone's just dropping. Everyone's dropping. You know, who's not dropping the Grinch. The Grinch is back. No, not Lindsay Lohan and her, uh, New Netflix Christmas show, Falling for Christmas, which is coming out. But The Grinch, 
Do you remember a couple episodes ago where we were talking about the Winnie the Pooh, uh, Blood and Honey, Blood and Money, Blood and Honey? Yeah, yeah. It was Winnie the Winnie the Pooh horror film. Well, now Mariah Carey has heard the call for Christmas, and she. No. <laughs> There is a Grinch slasher film in the works. I'm so excited for this. The Grinch turns slasher this Christmas in new horror movie, The Mean One. This year has already been beloved children's characters. Oh, yes, we've already seen beloved children's characters. Winnie the Pooh become a deranged serial killer in Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, following the A.A. Milne creation entering the public domain. Now it looks like Dr. Seuss's character, the Grinch, is also taking a nasty turn in a new horror movie, The Mean One, which will see the grumpy green Christmas hater turn into a violent menace around the festive season. I'm in. I'm in too. I'm so in. That's what I wanted. The Grinch is no stranger to being adapted for both TV and cinema. Jim Carrey played him in the live action. Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the role in a recent animated movie. And horror icon Boris Karloff lending his voice to the classic 1966 animated TV special. This time around, it sounds like the not-so-jolly green creature is not coming out to entertain the kids. As reported by Bloody Disgusting, your only news source for things disgusting and bloody. The mean one will retain some of the classic story, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but will both parody it and twist it into a horror slasher movie, which stars Terrifier's David Howard Thornton in the titular role. According to the blurb, the mean one is a hairy, green-skinned grump in a Santa suit living on a mountain high above the town of Newville, not Whoville, Despising the holiday season, young Cindy, you know who. <laughs> okay, I'm out. I'm out now. <laughs> Cindy, you know who sounds like she was in a stuck film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, you who? I'm stuck in this big present box and I can't get out. Oh, I'll show you my candy cane, Cindy you-know-who. <laughs> Can't even call him Cindy Lou-who, I guess because it's Dr. Seuss, right? Yeah. So, Cindy you-know-who, that'll suffice, whose parents were butchered by the mean one 20 Christmases earlier, is returning to town to seek closure, but is about to discover that this fiend with a heart two sizes too small, spelled the word too wrong, is still quite eager to carve the roast beast. So, the mean one is the second movie this year to see a much-loved children's character being transformed into a horrifying killer. We have the Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which has uh, Pooh and Piglet turned into sadistic monsters. Coming in quick succession, these movies are almost setting up a new subgenre that could potentially see many other classic children's characters becoming R-rated for the entertainment of adults. Okay. We're going to play a game. Oh, boy. What children's story book will be next that turns the title characters into murderous killers? I'm going to say either the uh, the Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Okay. Or Humpty Dumpty. Fat shaming, not cool. Oh. Humpty Dumpty's not falling off this motherfucking brick wall. Samuel L. Jackson as Humpty Dumpty. 
Yeah. I said, put me together again. <laughs> I'm here to crack some skulls. I'm going to raise you. I'm going to say Charlotte's Web. Oh, that's a good one. Where Charlotte is trying to warn the family on the farm that there is some pig out for blood. That's a good one. So Will, or what's his name? Wilbur? Never Wilbur the it. pig? Sure. Starts killing all the farm animals. Um, who's the rat? Uh, Smorgasbork, Orgasbork, Orgasbork. <laughs> Radigan, I think his name. I don't remember his name. But um, I'm going to say Charlotte's Web. Charlotte is pro-farm. She is a believer that if you see something, say something in Web. And... Uh, she dies. Oh no! You well, that's it. the thing. She well, she dies. You know why? Because she has babies. Oh no! So she has her babies. Kill her. Very very pro life. Charlotte's Web. I already told you the new Little Mermaid. The teaser that they released looks like a horror film. I hope it is. I want it to be dark and steep, like yeah. like see the ocean's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's what scared me. Like the I dark want it ocean. To be scary. Just... I want like like like. It's going to be scary. I hope they do Ursula's Lair, like, terrifying. Remember the little seaweed people? Yeah, yeah. Like, I hope that's scary. I hope there's, like, some, like, pirate references and, and like, I hope I hope a f- oarfish washes ashore. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to see But I hope grid. it's a white oarfish. <laughs> if it's a black oarfish, I'm out. I will not. I will not stand. For a black oarfish on my shores. Not my oarfish. God. Oh, I want to go back to um, when we were talking about Hocus Pocus. The 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 the, the crazy. Uh, I'm sure it was Mississippi or something. I think it might have been a Mississippi woman. No, 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 no. Tennessee. Close enough. Who was like warning parents that like the devil's coming out of the uh, of the television? Yeah. Hasn't this been done? Sure has. In the words of Angela Lansbury, tale as old as time. <laughs> we need to stop saying that evil is coming out of the television. It's not. I mean, it depends what you're watching. I tried to sit through The Bachelorette. Oof. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you want evil to come out of the television, turn on The Bachelorette. Turn on... Um, uh, uh, What's it called? Where they uh, where they get the green card? Oh, uh, ninety day fiance. Ninety day fiance. Where they get Witch! the green card? <laughs> yeah, that's just terrifying. I knew exactly what you were talking about too. I've never seen it, but the I'm green like, card. Oh, yeah. yeah, like turn on my six hundred pound life. Thousand turn pa- on hoarders. Thousand pound sisters. Thousand pound sisters. Like that's that's dark. Hocus Pocus 2, Bette Midler singing a Blondie song. You're welcome. Loved it. Yeah. It's like, uh, and this has been going on forever. I remember like, uh, remember Marilyn, remember Marilyn Manson, when Marilyn Manson had like sweet dream, uh, the sweet dreams. I remember like watching that and like going to bed and being like, I hope a demon doesn't find me. Like that was truly scary. You know, I don't, I don't think Kathy and Jimmy like, 
trying to stay balanced on two Roombas is evil. Well, they're saying things. They're saying things. They're going to come for your kids. No, your kids are just assholes and you're a terrible parent. <laughs> That's what's happening. Teach your kids. Or pull a Lynn Spears and slap them at 4 a.m. <laughs> or just go into their room and slap them at 4 a.m. Even if they're asleep. <laughs> Wake up! Okay. We got to wrap this episode up. This has been fun. Halloween is right around the corner. And this was a headline that I am very on the fence with. Um, living in L.A., uh, cannabis is legal. I feel like cannabis is kind of on the way to becoming legal everywhere, I would hope. But this was a story that came out of St. Louis. Uh, this was St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis, Missouri. Do you remember trick or treating as a kid? I do, yeah. And what and your parents had to check the candy, right? Yeah, but for razor blades, not drugs. For razor blades. And why was it razor blades? Was that like a thing? Was it some... was an urban legend that the people put razor blades in the apples. Nobody ever gave me apples. That's why I have man boobs. First of all, if you're getting an apple for Halloween, like just throw it out. Yeah. No one wants that nutrition. I don't have time for your apple. Like what do you what 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 are you, Paul? <laughs> Go get candy like a normal person. Yeah, no one, if you're passing out candy, stick with that. Don't get fruit. And don't pass out, uh, uh, what else were people passing out? I remember people were passing out like money. People were giving like nickel. money was weird. Nickels, I thought was bizarre. Money was weird. But then, like, I remember getting, um, I don't remember what they were called, but they would pass out like Bible verses because I grew up in the South. What? So so people would pass out like, um, it was like disguised to look like candy and then you opened it up and it would be like the bottom of an in and out cup and you'd be like, John 316. You're like, God, I just want candy. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? So I was on the opposite. I was in a Jewish area, so nobody had candy. Oh, really? Yeah. At least you got something. They just pass out like matzo balls and apologies. <laughs> sorry, not this I'm year. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I have to turn the porch light off. I don't have any candy. I forgot it was. Please I, don't toilet I, I paper forgot, my tree. I forgot all about it. Like what? It's the same day every year. It's been a really busy month. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> basically, that's that's basically we have so many holidays that I just forgot about this one. Yeah. So this comes out of St. Louis, Missouri. A mom finds cannabis gummy worms in her five-year-old's Halloween candy. So right off the bat, a mom finds pot gummies in her five-year-old's candy. Okay. First of all, this was published October 10th. Why are we trick-or-treating already? Well, you have to read the story. You'll find Here out where they go. Yeah, this is where the candy came from. Tiffany Burroughs took her three boys, ages one, two, and five, to a <laughs> to a trunk or treat <laughs> Halloween event on Saturday. You heard me, a trunk or treat event. They loved going, dressing up in their costumes, Tiffany said. The trunk or treat event <laughs> was held at JJ's Restaurant. In St. Charles, which hosts monthly car shows. 
Co-owner Stephen Bell said the Halloween-themed event held in October in conjunctions with Trunk or Treat always has a big turnout. As Tiffany's three boys were collecting candy, she noticed an unusual package of gummy worms in a candy bowl, but didn't think much about it till she got home and inspected the children's candy. Uh, I remembered it when we walked through the door and I said, oh yeah, let me see that. I looked at it and was like, oh yeah, that's definitely not for kids. The package said Delta 88 THC on it. It's a cannabis product that's meant for adults only, and online sellers claim it can make someone high. Tiffany called the police and officers notified the restaurant. Me and the manager and the other owner walked through the lot. I mean, we looked through everyone's candy and we couldn't find anything. Police also checked at the candy uh, and didn't find any additional packages of Delta 88. Despite concerns that the cannabis gummy worms look just like candy gummy worms, police said they believe the incident was just an accident. We don't believe at this time there was malicious intent that somehow these gummy worms got mixed in with candy because they look like candy. But the incident could have ended with a bad outcome. Delta 88 contains a cannabinoid derived from hemp known as Delta 8. Online sellers say it can make someone high but not like using marijuana and that it helps a person feel calm and relaxed. Perfect for kids. (laughs) However, the FDA issued a bulletin in May about products containing Delta 8, the same product as Delta 88 THC. The FDA's bulletin came after more than 2,300 calls to a national poison control hotline from people who experienced adverse reactions. The adverse events included hallucinations, vomiting, tremors, anxiety, dizziness, confusion, and loss of consciousness. 41% of the callers were under 18, and the FDA said there was one pediatric case that resulted in death. No, it didn't. No. Powers said that this was the first time there had been a problem in 25 years of hosting car shows. We always be checking candy now, not going to let anything slide. Wilkinson said this incident is a reminder to all parents to make sure they inspect their children's Halloween candy, whether they get it at an event like a trunk or treat at a JJ's restaurant (laughs) before October 31st or on the night of Halloween. Now, I'm thinking. Have you ever been to a trunk or treat event? Fuck no. I have style. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I will not be seen at a trunk or treat no, no thing. I've worked too hard. I have worked too hard to show up at a trunk or treat. You know what? I probably have performed at a trunk or treat back in the day. I just blacked it out from my memories. But here's what I'm wondering. Are people passing out the candy or going off of the name trunk or treat are people opening up their trunks of their car, or if you have a Tesla, a frunk, and putting the candy in there and letting the kids go? Because I'm sure that was probably some Billy Bob's gummy worms that were mixed in with the candy and was like, damn it, where's my gummy worms? And they and he was like, some little kid was like, look, mommy, gummy worms. And he like got real quiet. That's exactly what I thought. I thought you open up your trunk. I mean... I- I imagine a car show has classic cars. I don't know if these people are filling it up with candy, but I imagine the kid reached his hand in to grab candy and pulled the guy's drugs. Yeah. But also, let's be real. Tiffany ate the gummy worms. Or she was like feeling edgy and bit one in half and then was like, 
Oh, officer, look, this was in my child's candy. I think it's pretty messed up if if that is, if that, I don't want that to be a thing. I'm saying right now, if you listen to this, don't think this is funny. Don't pass out candies, gummy candies to kids. That's not cool. It's trick or treat. If you're going to something that does not specifically say trick or treat, don't take your kids there. Or if it's not called trick or treat, don't go to it. And that includes trunk or treat. Don't go to anything that's like a playoff of trick or treat. Basement or treat. Like none of it. None of it. Don't, don't go into shady basements. No haunted houses. Uh, in Burbank, they do yeah. the Halloween decorations. And some of them are like, they do the, the backyard walkthroughs. Yeah. I'm not going in there. I'm a 36-year-old grown adult, and I'm not walking through someone's made-up backyard. Yeah. If you're, if you're like a gay person, maybe go to twink or treat. I would no, but don't do poppers. That sounds like a trap. Don't that, do it. That sounds like a homophobic trap. If I if I if I wanted to kill people who were gay, I would create something that was twink or treat, and I would lure them in. <laughs> <laughs> that's some weird Dahmer shit. Yeah, gay boys that's some. Take the away. What a humiliating way to die! <laughs> oh, he was murdered at Twink or Treat in Burbank. <laughs> I love how I've become like Winifred Sanders of the gay Halloween. <laughs> Sisters, tonight we fly. All right, guys. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Just Say with Justin Martindale. Make sure to rate and review uh, wherever you get your podcast. Your reviews help us chart, and we love seeing you guys' comments. Thank you so much for being a part of our week. As always, uh, tell your friends. Make sure to like and subscribe. And also get that Cozy Earth discount. Go to CozyEarth.com. Go do some shopping. Check out. Type in promo code 4040JUSTIN to get 40% off your final order. You will be so happy you did. And as always, we will see you next time with next week's guest, Doug Benson from Doug Loves Movies. We are going to be talking the best horror films of all time, so make sure to tune in next week. And as always, thank you, John. And we will see you next time on Just Saying with Justin Bye. Oh,